Refreshing, delicious and packed with the good stuff. It's The Juice with Louise Wilkinson on Newcastle Live Radio. It's time to welcome back our resident medical herbalist, Gillianne Beeston. And today we're talking about something that if you haven't experienced... It's kind of one of those things, if you know, you know, and we're talking about chronic pain. Now, in my experience, people who suffer chronic pain, if uh, talking to somebody who hasn't suffered chronic pain, we are very quick to dispense lots of advice. Take a radox bath, you know, um, eat this, do this. But chronic pain is a real problem. And if you suffer from it, you know about it. Julianne, this must be something that you see in your practice a fair bit and it can be both both mind and body a real problem for people. Absolutely, Louise. Mm. Yep, spot on. Yeah. Chronic pain, unfortunately, is very, very common in Australia. So it's estimated that up to two out of five people are living with some degree of chronic pain. Mm. And it's the main cause of disability in Australia. It's massive. Right. Okay. So what does what does it look like? So we, when we're talking about chronic pain, we can be talking about sort of an injury or we can be talking about, you know, um, something like fibromyalgia or, you know, yep. there's it presents in a whole different, like, lot of ways, I would assume. Absolutely. So there can be many types of chronic pain, but the really interesting thing about chronic pain is that it's largely in the brain. So, for instance, we may have, it may have initiated with an injury, that injury has healed, but then we're still in pain. We've had blood work, we've had scans, they're coming up clear, but we're still in chronic pain. And this is because, and this is a simplified way of explaining it, our brains get very efficient at finding and, re- and responding to pain signals. Yes. So I've just said essentially that chronic pain is in the brain. This doesn't mean that it's all in your head. Mm. In fact, it's very real. So if you're experiencing pain, it's real. But this understanding of how chronic pain is different from acute pain helps us to treat it more thoroughly. Right. Yeah. And of course, acute pain is when, you know, we roll our ankle or we uh, jam our finger in a door or whatever. It hurts, but it goes away. But chronic pain is always there. Yeah. And, you know, it's very tough to live with. It's something that's largely invisible. When someone's dealing with acute pain, you know, they might have a bandage on and we're great at responding to it and supporting people in acute pain. But we kind of suck at supporting people in chronic pain. Yeah. So it's very, very hard to live with and it has a holistic impact. It certainly does, yeah. Okay, so someone presents to you and and they're living with chronic pain. What is yeah. your advice to them? What sort of things can, can you look at uh, and treat with? Yeah, well, um, the first port of call would be, you know, thank you for hanging in there Mm. and coming to see someone like me because people with chronic pain really fall through the cracks. Yes, We know from research that the pharmaceutical options for chronic pain, they're not great. In fact, many reviews say pharmaceutical treatments for chronic pain aren't actually recommended. There's a lot of risks associated with them and they don't really work. And for a chronic pain patient, this is really disheartening. Because you think, well, what else is there? Is this my life now, living with this degree of pain and disability? 
Well, it's not. So when I, when I see someone with chronic pain coming to me, I appreciate the amount of work and endurance that goes behind them even getting through mm. my clinic door. Yes, 100%. And then we look at, well, really herbal medicine embraces the biopsychosocial approach for chronic pain in that in order to really evaluate someone's pain, we have to look at um, the individual who's experiencing the pain and look at all the other factors that could be driving that inflammation. So it could be insomnia, and this is a vicious cycle because we know chronic pain isn't great for sleep. Yes. It could be looking at someone's stress load, immune dysfunction, lifestyle factors such as poor nutrition. Is their pain um, a neuropathy or fibromyalgia? Is there poor glucose control or trauma there? All of those things need to be taken into consideration. And then we look at coming up with an individual treatment plan, which is evidence-based. And the evidence base for herbal medicine and chronic pain is really quite exciting. We've got loads of options. Right. Okay. All right. Well, that's good. <laughs> so, <laughs> because, yeah, it's, um, as you say, it, it they do fall through the cracks and, um, you know, I have some people in my life who suffer from chronic pain and they just get on with it, I guess you could say in air quotes, uh, and the people around them forget that yeah, they're, they're suffering with this. Absolutely. And they get on with it because they don't have the choice. Yes. Yeah, yeah but wouldn't it be great if they could be getting on with it and feeling better? Yeah, 100% it would. So what do we look at? Um, what sort of things uh, would you would you be looking at from a um, from a herbalist perspective? Oh, so in terms of your herbal options, well, again, like I said earlier, it depends on really what is going on for that patient, mm. what type of pain it is, where they're feeling it, how it's impacting their ability to live the way they want to live, and then we come up with the best choices for them. So we've got so many examples. Mm. Um, you know, I could do a show on each one, but ju- just as a little insight, we've got simple things like ginger. Studies have shown that this is just as effective as a non-steroidal anti-inflammatory for something like osteoarthritis. Yeah. Same goes for rosehip. Very safe but effective anti-inflammatories. We've got something um, such as Californian poppy, not to be confused with the opium poppy, yeah. but this is where herbs are so remarkable. Californian poppy... It's an analgesic, so it's great for pain relief, but it's also it also has anti-anxiety properties. Right. So this is a great one to use when pain is interfering with sleep, for instance. Yeah, okay. Then we might look at something that is really good at being an anti-inflammatory. So I've talked about turmeric a few times on this show, but we know that as far as pain goes, these this active constituents that demonstrate an interaction with such a wide range of biofuels biochemical pathways. Mm. I've seen these constituents being um, referred to as promiscuous in research in that they will go where they're they're needed. I prefer the term wise. I think that's (laughs) nicer. That's much nicer. (laughs) Promiscuous herbs. Yeah. But we know (laughs) that um, this is such a powerful anti-inflammatory. And what I love about it for chronic pain is that it supports the bi-directional relationship between chronic pain and depression. So it's a really good one to use if depression is part of the chronic pain picture, which it often is. Yes. There's also good, a good level of evidence from clinical trials to support its use for rheumatoid arthritis, osteoarthritis, post-operative inflammation, 
inflammatory bowel disease. It is poorly absorbed, so make sure you get a good supplement at the right dose. Yeah. So check in with your practitioner for that one. And with chronic pain, look, let's face it, I mentioned depression earlier. A herbalist will always support the nervous system mm. here simply because chronic pain is incredibly hard to live with. Yes, for sure. Yeah. A hundred percent it is. And yeah, it, it does. It really, it does mess with your head and, um, you know, all of these things from a holistic perspective. And that's what I love about what you do is that you look at, at everything. You don't just look at the fact that there's, there's some pain. You look at the psychological effects of that, um, you know, the sleep effects, all of that sort of thing. And, and, you know, come up with a, with a holistic treatment plan, which is absolutely amazing. And, um, you know, certainly chronic pain is not not talked about uh, enough and we don't know what to do with it. Uh, and from a pharmaceutical perspective, as you say, um, you know, medical professionals and obviously rightly so, a lot of the, the painkillers are addictive. So they're, you know, resident, like they don't want to actually prescribe those on an ongoing basis mm. and they have they can damage your internal organs. So looking at, um, at other alternatives to manage it is quite crucial, I guess, to people who are in this position. For sure. And I think that's a really good point you made, Louise. Like if your doctor hasn't prescribed something like an opioid, it's not that they're not caring. They're actually like that's really good medicine. Yeah. Because they know that there are risks involved and it may not be that effective. And in some cases, it it can actually increase your pain sensitization. So your doctor's actually doing the right thing by you. But then what else is there? What can be used? to alleviate your pain. Yeah, 100%. Absolutely. Gillian, this has been a fascinating one, and I know it's just the tip of the iceberg. Chronic pain is something that you are quite passionate about in your work, and uh, we've just Mm -hmm. touched on it today, but bringing it into – the conversation is important, I think, and I really thank you for uh, sharing all of that with us today. Oh, my pleasure, Louise. Thanks for having me. That was Julianne Beeston, our resident medical herbalist here on The Juice.